Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobuye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Wonderful. Hello there. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good everything. Wherever you are on the globe at this wonderful uh, moment. Welcome to the World Cafe Live Show. And I am your host, Amakri Isobe, your neighborhood word trader. Mm, yes, you know how we do it here at the cafe. Yes, this is where we come in and share wonderful moments and stories and, you know, experiences to learn from one another. Great. I'm so excited, you know. Mm, Yes, so excited. Pumped up for this evening. I have a wonderful person with me in the studio. Yes, you're wondering, where is she? Mm, Where is he? Mm, Don't worry. I'll bring the person very soon, you know, what's she has this wonderful and unique story that I think the world needs to hear. What's her name? Hilda Manuel Dixon. I call her HMD. She's in the house. There's something about her that is mm, so beautiful. She's a woman with many parts, but there's one that thrills me. Was that she likes finance management. That's her game. Oh, enough of all this. Let me bring her in. I know you want to see her. Yes, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Bam! There she is. <laughs> Hello, Hilda. Hello, Abakri. <laughs> Good evening and welcome and welcome. Welcome Thank to you. Thank you. the World Cafe live show. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I can see... Uh, I think you're walking from home or you're smart walking. What word do we use for that? Uh, <laughs> walking from home. <laughs> well, that is what COVID has done to us. And my, 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 you're welcome. So how's it been Thank for you? you? How's it been for you working from home as in, how's it been for you? Oof. You know, it started off like a welcome development, you know. Then at some point it got a little bit tricky because it appeared there were no boundaries so okay. you could walk right through to the morning without even realizing that hey you should be catching you know <laughs> you should be <laughs> resting rest. or doing something yes all the right. bosses well, equally knew that we had it all we had every equipment back at home so they could call you at mm-hmm. any time you know mm-hmm. then so at that point we started wishing maybe we should be back at work leaving our laptops you know and having a life after work you know but it's been up down up down but generally i'll say we've settled into the new normal and we are fine normal we're good (laughs) so before we we, before we take this journey you know the next step who is hilda manuel dixon you know who is she 
Okay. So Hilda Manuel Dixon <laughs> is the lady you see on the screen right now. Are you here mm -hmm. talking to her? Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I'm a finance professional. Um, I've been in that field for about 23 years. I started off my career in the banking industry where I put in about six years before I moved into the oil and gas industry. Yes, I'm a chartered accountant, but I'm not the debit, credit, reporting type. You know, some people love financial <laughs> accounting. I just love yeah. managing the money, right? So mm, yeah. I'm very passionate about um, management um, accounting, you know, reporting to senior management for, you know, proper decision making and all of that. So that's how I, I'll say I end my living right <laughs> but on the other side <laughs> i'm very passionate about personal finances and i would think it's probably certain experiences you know that i went through you know in life that got me but i'm just so passionate so based on that i hinge on that that passion to educate okay. people generally on how to manage their finances live life on their own terms and all of that more like cutting your coats um, according to not necessarily your size but your material you know just material. having people stay conscious about yeah. you know mm -hmm. living balancing the contentment with the desire and not just being blown away by everything or every distraction that comes around so that's about me on the finance side. I'm married to a lovely gentleman. I have three children, you know, and there have been several stories around me, you know, and on the other side as well, I'm a certified um, John Maxwell speaker and coach. And um, I think I can call myself an author, right? Though my book isn't yeah. um, out there, right? Yeah, so let me just call mm -hmm. myself an author. author. You are, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. You are an authority because you have bothered so many things, even if we're not seeing them. Yeah. Uh, now, 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 looking at looking at looking at everything you've laid on the table, the cards you put on the table, you are, you, you're you're somebody with so many sides, but you keep, you know, when you were talking, you 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 kept this, uh, should I say, focus on personal finance. Is that a revelation you got in there? Would you want to share that with us as in why personal finance? Okay, so, um, you know, I started off life in a very, very cozy environment, you know. My mm -hmm. dad used to work in the oil and gas industry. So for those that are familiar with um, Port Harcourt, we used to live in Shell Camp, right? So mm -hmm. everything... We were not, there was no shouting never, you know, we all had it all together, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you had that you, you, were, you were living in the European quarters, I think. You get, so, so you had that false sense of security, you know, everything, you yeah. really don't know what's happening out there. But mm. um, down the road at some point, my dad decided, you know what, I'm done with this. I want to start off my own uh, business so yes he resigned we moved on everything was still going on also cool you know leveraging on where we were coming from doing well then um sometime just about when i got into the university in fact the same year i got into the university that same year my mom and dad had some personal issues and 
you know what i just did not want to take sides you oh. know and i was like hey there has to be a way around this while the adults are sorting out their own things you know and at this time i remember the government was owing my dad so much you know so it was just you just see things staring in your face couple of things just changing direction and that was when i recall i just went back memory lane because as a secondary school student each time i was on vacation i was either learning how to sew or learning how to cook you know i know now we do a lot of coding and stuff but mm-hmm. we're doing the <laughs> we're doing the hard work right so the, ma- so that was the manual work <laughs> the other world yeah so when this happened i decided you know what why don't you just go back and develop one of those skills i know the universities they were so kind to us there was an asu strike three months straight so call, rather than you, sit call at that, <laughs> you call that kindness <laughs> well you know in life when <laughs> you have to try really yeah. hard but you just have to try to make the best out of the worst situation you know because yeah. yeah so with that i went back into sewing and i realized then that hey many people loved t-shirts right but they couldn't afford t-shirts especially um i know now almost everybody travels out of the country but mm-hmm. i was i would still not say almost everybody if you know where i'm coming from but then yeah. so many people desired it but they didn't have it and it was one of the easiest things to make all i just did was carve out start my own designs there and before i knew it others were coming people would order oh i need a dozen in my shop so it just gave me that you know i could easily fill in that gap take care of myself you know so at that age right there i was already making enough money to sustain myself i didn't need to ask anybody for money to go to school you know so i was just so passionate about it so getting older having friends life happens to them maybe they lose a loved one they're sick or you know marital issues between the husband and the wife you know you see people looking also helpless or you know some people are just coming out of the university there are no jobs you just find them stressed out so i guess i was more like maybe because of the experiences i had earlier on i was drawn towards such cases i was just so interested in educating people empowering them you know trying to let them know because i, I realized a lot of people go through a lot they want to wear the designers they want to live the life they want to actually mm-hmm. just dress up to please people meanwhile behind all of that they are going through a lot so i guess it was just that cry from within you know based on my own experiences that i was just so drawn to that topic and i just keep on sharing wherever when ever i have an opportunity to just encourage people to say yes you can still live life on your own terms just with a little discipline consistency here and there so that's probably why the personal finance is what's stressed out there i can imagine you know there's nothing like dictating things as in your terms i can wake up when i want to wake up i can do this when i want to do this but the truth is all of this i can do this 
largely is dependent on what is in your pocket as in do you have that money do you have that finance or do you have that capital do you have that resource to like live that life on your terms and the truth is from what you just said now you discovered it early you discovered it early and so it means we need to discover things early you know discovering early puts you on that path you know and uh Wow. Now you're in the oil and gas. What has it been like? Because, you know, your field, if correct me if I'm wrong, is male dominated because, you know, you have a lot of men and what have you. So, I mean, how have you been dealing with this? Oh, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. You know, um, first is to desire something. The second thing is to really, when you desire something, you need to love what you're doing. You know, a lot of times we get into, um, we just desire something, not necessarily knowing what is behind it or why we desire it. So when we go there, we set some expectations for ourselves. And when we can't meet up with those expectations or when the organization does not satisfy our personal expectations, we could easily get disgruntled, right? So when it comes to oil and gas, I desired yeah, it. Right. When I went back to um, Port Harcourt for my youth service, the only reason why I went back there was because I really wanted to work in the oil and gas industry. It just wasn't working. Several trials and error, I just wasn't getting it right. So I started off with banking. And so banking gave me that foundation. It was a tough place in the sense that I was in operations. Then the internet, I mean, was so epileptic. I mean, the networks, we were using the satellites at some point. So most time, starts at about four, five P work starts. And we're running till pretty late. At times we're on till about 11 p.m. So I would say I had built the resilience already from the banking oh. industry. And since oh. I, and um, I, I mean, the, the it was um, it was a good training ground for me. So coming from the banking industry into the oil industry, it was easier for me to manage my expectations. So it was a case, it was more like I was being delivered. Do you understand? So when yeah. I got into the oil industry and I saw all the, you know, the different, um, what, what would I call it? I, I don't want to use uh, politics. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> call, 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 call it what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give it. Yeah. Don't give it. So when I saw it. all of that, when I saw all of that, I was like, "Well, this is not going to define me. I already know who I am. I've already set the top targets, the high it would um it would yield some good results right so right. in the first year because when you get into the oil industry it's more or less like because it was being looked at as a new field for us at the yeah. time when we came in it was being looked at as a new field you know so your banking years were more or less discounted and you were starting from scratch so that hurt a little bit so when you look around and you see people that 
probably just dropped out of school or just i said dropped out just graduated and you're all placed at the same level you're like mm, was this a good move but then again because i desired it i had to look at the positive aspects i had to look at the fact that i had more time to myself i had more money in my pockets i had a more i could balance my life you know a little bit better so i just chose to focus on that and it wasn't easy initially i must say because each time you worked so hard you expected to get the um recognition there wasn't forthcoming but it didn't deter me i just kept on staying consistent trying to be as excellent as i could possibly be and at that time i would always tell people i'm walking on to god so it took a while but eventually it all paid off because people could see the consistency bosses could see the deliverables people could begin to appreciate the qualities and what you were bringing to the table so i never bothered going into the it's a man's world is a woman's world i just decided behind me i had to let myself know that hey it's a fair ground we're all going there to go play so let's go and give it our best shot and somehow of course you can never discount the grace of god and his favor you'll always send people at the right time because i i mean then whenever i prayed i would always say you know that he raises kings that will speak on my behalf so at times you are not there that someone recognizes what you have done someone recognizes the quality in what you do and they speak up for you and gradually 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 you know the petals kept opening and opening and opening and today i'll say i'm doing well you're better you're better Even if I say so. you, you know yeah. listening to you is just like you you were you were not focused on your on the gender you were only focused on the agenda you know it's like you call me a woman that's your case but listen i know where i'm going and I'm focused. I'm not going to be deterred. I'm going to be consistent as in just keep putting in that stuff that I know. And eventually like you said, the grace of God comes in there and voila, you you, you know, you, you have everything, you know, coming together. Awesome. Now I know in course of your introduction you said something about being an author. You know, each time I hear people, you know, say I'm an author, it's like, wow, she's an authority or he's an authority because for you to be an author uh, then you are an authority in something. So, what have you authored? Let's let's hear that. Let's hear that. Okay, let me ask you to guess. What would you think I have authored if you had to guess with all our discussions? Uh, you've authored a book, I guess. It's a book. Uh huh. On what topic? <laughs> uh, maybe something something that has to do with your personal experience not necessarily on finance now <laughs> okay yeah. i wanted to be sure you are not expecting a finance term nah, <laughs> okay. No, no, no. yes okay. okay so basically um just a pick yeah into we do the peekaboo right so basically um when i got married I waited about 5 years to have my first child. And right after having that child and you know we also excited said hey you know you carry the baby you do everything you need to do. The child out turned 21 months 
and was diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And that was another life happens. <laughs> he wasn't now all about finances. He was now about a life's battle, right? So we went right. all around. Um, yeah, we, we, we tried to walk around here a little bit here in Nigeria to get to actually get the diagnosis that wasn't just forthcoming so we we took a step out went out of the country and behold that was when we knew that yes we were dealing with something bigger than what we had and while going through that journey it was so difficult to get some form of good news it was all gloom 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 and even when I tried to join a support group it gave me nightmares because the reports i got from the support group you know maybe each time you hear oh an angel oh an angel so what that means is that child has gone that child has gone so i had to actually take myself off that group because it was i went in there with a lot of faith trusting god you know, to, yeah, because even if I go, if I take, if I backtrack a little bit, when I had my daughter, just before I even took in for my daughter, the doctor had told us it was impossible to have a child naturally. So when without any assistance whatsoever, I was able to take in, I was like, wow. So when the baby eventually came and I was asked to name the baby because my, my husband gave her her first name, I was to choose the second name, I chose Onsuyemiye. And what that name means is a Ghanaian name which I borrowed from my sister-in-law. It means okay. nothing is impossible with God. So mm. I picked up that name and I ran with Onsuyemiye and I have been running with Onsuyemiye. So back to the hospital, I had to tell everyone, you know what, please call her on CME. Of course, they couldn't pronounce her name. So they said, okay, they needed a short form. I said, call her on Sue. So each time they called on Sue, I go on CME. More or less declaring that nothing that is impossible with, God. impossible with God. So when I got into the support group, it more or less tried to mess with my faith. I couldn't sleep. I was having nightmares. Yeah, because it was now death, death, relapse, relapse, death. Oh, wow. So it was at that point I made a vow to God. I said, if you could take me through this journey and bring me out on the other side victorious, which I know you would do and which I know you can always do, then I would write a book to share the story and encourage that person out there that might equally be looking for hope, mm. inspiration, encouragement, and light even in that darkest situation. So that was what sent me into the authoring mode, the authority mode. So yes, yeah. my book is really about the trials of infertility and my journey with my daughter as she battled childhood cancer. You know, there's something there's something so wonderful with your story. 
looking at it from the personal finance to this very moment declaring that word it's like you just had this experience from the very beginning about who God is to you and there's nothing you will tell me that will change who God is to me not minding the challenges I'm facing today or whatever I know who he is to me so it's like whose report will you believe so please don't tell me otherwise I will believe in him with him nothing is impossible awesome story awesome story I can relate with that very well because growing up I've said this over and over again those people who grew up around me they know there's something similar to your your story you know when I was born uh, I was born whole my legs everything you know but you know children for whom they are we play around and all that and I got myself injured and I hid it from my mom and my parents I didn't tell them and uh, you know it became cancerous and when I now, when my mom discovered it, my parents, and they were like, what happened? You know, she was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But finally, when I told my mom what happened, and we started going to the hospital, like, checking up and what have you, and they said, well, there's nothing we can do. We, his leg will be amputated. And my mom was like, ample what? They said, cut off. She said, no, it's not my son. Say, not my son. Uh, when I gave back to him, he didn't tell me, God didn't tell me he would have this. It would be amputated. No. So, and they just like, oh, madam, that. She said, no. And she started praying. That was all she knew to do. As in, her mom is late, you know, you know, she's asleep, you know. So she kept praying, yes, applying medicine here and there. But at that age, I can still remember her prayers vividly. I could, you know, I, I can feel it each time I go back there. So your story just took me back there now. And today I'm working with my two legs because one woman said, I don't know what you are talking about. God did not tell me this. This is what he told me on shoot. Please take that again for me. On su, on su, yeah, yeah. On su, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if a Ghanaian head, you'll say, hey, don't bother our name. Hey, don't bother our name. So, when are we expecting when when we expecting this book? When are we expecting it? Okay. Um, one thing for certain is we're looking at um, launching the book, at least having the pre launch and the yeah. webinars as well by. Um, in September, in September. So we, September 12th, the child involved would actually be turning 15. So as a way of giving back as well to God, we must do something on that day. So it's either we're going to have the pre-launch or the pre-order starts on that day. So awesome. yes, September. Yeah. Guys, we, we've been talking with Hilda Manuel Dixon. HMD, HMD, as I call that. Yes. <laughs> you know, 
I'm a no dull moment with her. Now, there's something you need to tell us. There's something you need to tell us. You know, the first time I heard HMD speak, she presented this awesome speech. I was blown away. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Where did, where, where did you learn how to construct like that? You need to tell us. Where did you learn to do that? Let me start by saying, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> okay, so, um, somehow, right, right, I've always, even as a young child, I always struggled. We had a show then, Junior Opinion, Children's Variety. So every morning I wanted to be there, you know, at the, at NTA, the national television, yes. I wanted to be there to be picked up to do something, right? Yeah. So yeah. each morning I would just, you know, and it wasn't easy to get picked. I'd mm. always harass my parents. So you want to be picked, so you want to practice, you just want to speak. So it's something I've always desired. And um, growing up, I, and even, I mean, up until recently, I would always, each time I have an opportunity to speak, especially on, just encouraging people finances and all of that is an opportunity i take and people always say ah you speak well you speak well but i still felt there could be something around speaking okay yeah. so when i did my john maxwell certification program i decided to start off even with the speaking route just to know okay are there a couple of things there that mm. i might be missing out on so I had an accountability partner as well. We were checking ourselves. What are you doing? You know, she was doing the coaching first. I started off with the speaking. So she went on as well to say, hey, there's another speaking um, program you need to attend, Speak for Gold by um, uh, Mr. Feladuoto. And I was like, mm, okay, really? You know, so I was like, what's that about? She sent me a flyer, stuff like that. I said, okay. I'll just have it, I'll start following him, I'll know when the next one is holding. And basically the Speak for Gold came and I now had that opportunity again. I was just called up that morning to say, you know what, you'll take the graduation speech. And I wanted to say, no notice, then I now something inside me said, what do you mean, you know? Go try it out. And here you are giving me a very good feedback. So, thank you. <laughs> so. I wish I can play. I wish I can play. I can play that speech for the audience and let them listen. She gave. I don't know what's the word now. What's the word now? Mm, a power packed. Was it five minutes? If I mean power. Not packed. even. Oh. Yes. Oh, every everybody on the platform that day was like, "Who is this lady?" Who is this lady? And here she is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hi. HMD, I am so, so proud of you and happy for you. You know, seeing, you so seeing, seeing, seeing your resilience, you know, through this period. And look at, look, just look at everything, you know, look at everything around. You know, you are an inspiration, not just to your nuclear family now i know to a larger community you know and uh, all that so before i let you go before i let you go any last word for the audience oh all i'll have to yes i'll just like to put something out there you know yeah. um 
life would always throw you trials so would always have you know the ups the downs while you're up don't think you'll stay up forever when you're down equally know that you don't you wouldn't stay down forever but what i would always tell people is when trials come your way let them spur you to action mm. don't get distracted there's a lesson in every trial and though it might not be so glaring you might not even be able to you might not be able to find any lesson while you are in it yeah. but if you really 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 know the god you serve and you know that the plans he has for you are always for good mm-hmm. i'll say look for that thing you know when the dark the cloud is so dark when you mm-hmm. look closely you can still find a line hold on yeah. to that thing just look for that positive thing hold on to it yeah. rough it go through that path you can be rest assured you'll come out better for it so that's what i want to leave everyone with don't let yeah. the trial sink you take it as a stepping stone to where you're headed his plans are always for good awesome don't let the trial sink you take it as a stepping stone wonderful those are the words of hilda manu dixon people we've been discussing with her ah Can you imagine look at the time <laughs> we've been having fun honestly but i have to let her go i have to let her go thank you so much thank you so much for uh honoring us with your presence at the word cafe it means a lot to us hope you will answer us when we call again guys we have to go now <laughs> thank you thank You're you for welcome. the opportunity i really do appreciate it And yes, I will answer whatever you call. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. All right, guys, we have to go now. Yes, this is your neighborhood word trader, Amakri Isoboye. I believe in the power of words. Why? It is the unit of creation. Till I come your way again, bye for now. some time it has been with you on the word cafe podcast today thank you for being there you can catch me up on my social media handles twitter facebook linkedin instagram all at amakri isoboye also you can get copies of my books a cocktail of words the color of words and my hr notebook on amazon and on roving heights online bookstores you can also subscribe to my youtube page at the same address yes till we see you again bye for now